When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. podcast where we watch tv shows and movies and tell you all about them i am your host danielle maybe in 10 years riendo and i am joined by two incredible wonderful co-hosts and an amazing producer and one of my co-hosts is fernanda baby godzilla stumbling stumbling through life fraches how are you fernanda i'm good i might have gone a little on the nose now that i <laughs> in hindsight but yes i'm good happy to happy to be here I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. I'm also here with LB Disgusting Gills Hunk Tears. How are you doing today, LB? What's up? I'm fine. I'm glad to be alive <laughs> and not crushed. I by agree. Godzilla. I, yeah. I agree. It's a good status. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Funny. I love being alive and not killed by Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could I'm with you. That. I'm with you on that. Maybe in 10 years, but I'm with you on that. Uh, so, <laughs> everyone, if you hadn't figured it out yet, uh, we are watching Shin Godzilla. So, Shin Godzilla is a 2016 Japanese kaiju film directed by Hideaki Anno and Shinji Higuchi with a screenplay by Anno and special effects by Higuchi. In the film, politicians struggle with bureaucratic red tape in order to deal with the sudden appearance of a giant monster that evolves whenever it is attacked. So in the first scene, that's our first segment here, we kind of talk about our history with the film. I'm actually going to do a two-pronged history. I want to know your history with the film, and I also want to know if you've ever watched uh, Ava, if you've ever watched Neon Genesis Evangelion, because... Spoiler alert, there's a lot of connective tissue here, and it is also the same director. It is also Connective tissue time. really being the key word. Yep. Really just a very literal, <laughs> a con- lot of connective tissue. <laughs> a lot of disgusting gills, a lot of connective tissue, uh, a lot of both of those things kind of going on. So, Fernanda, uh, how about you? Have you watched this before, and have you watched Ava before? Uh, no, neither. Uh, okay. I know what... If it is, because as we've uh, established, I used to be in a anime forum type situation and it was a thing, but <laughs> never watched it. And I had never, I'm like completely oblivious to like the entire Godzilla universe, to be perfectly <gasps> honest. Yeah, so I have a problem with like reptiles in general, but we'll, we'll get there. That's a whole other thing. But uh, I have, I saw literally one Godzilla movie and... Mm-hmm. It's arguably the worst. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the others, but it's the Matthew Broderick one um, from oh, 1990s. The 90s one? Yeah. yeah. I have fond memories of it because um, I won't get, yeah, just for a little context. My parents got divorced when I was like very, very, uh, when I was like four. And we moved away, uh, my mom and my sister and I. And my dad uh, stayed behind in Brasilia, where I was born. And then one day, like, and it's not supposed to like be a sad story, by the way. It's just to say my emotional okay. attachment. No, it's just to say my state my emotional attachment to Godzilla. And then one day, in the middle of the week, uh, he showed up like by surprise and took us for ice cream and to watch that Godzilla in the movies. And Aww. it was like the happiest day ever because... I get got to see my dad and have ice cream and watch Godzilla all in the same night and a school night no less. So Aww. that's beautiful. <laughs> I do that's really have nice. 
have nice memories uh, of Godzilla, but that's literally the extent of it. And the movie, again, is from 1998. I saw it in the movies. I don't remember much. So even watching this, I kept asking my partner, like, oh, but what does this mean? Like, what is even like, I didn't really know anything about the mythology or anything else. And I didn't want to look because I wanted to, like, just watch the movie with fresh eyes. And it actually ended up being a really, really cool experience. I might explore the Godzilla universe. Nice. Nice. Further. This might... <laughs> Slight spoiler, this might be the pinnacle of it. <laughs> so, you know, but I I would say the first one is also very, very interesting. Uh, but the Gojira. The, the yeah, the very, 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 1954, the very first. That mm-hmm. There's some there's some stuff there. But I uh, I also want to ask, uh, LB, how about you, uh, the two-pronged approach here? What's your what's your Godzilla history, and have you seen Ava before? Uh, I have seen very few Godzillas. Um, I've seen, I think I maybe saw the first one like on TV Mm. at a party in high school. Like, you know, when you're like in college, when you're like in that kind of like 17 to 21 age range, it's like a very cool thing to just like put on an old movie in the corner of a party. Yep. Um, yeah, I feel like I saw Godzilla on, like under those kinds of circumstances, like the original original. And I'd seen a couple of the like, you know, corny early ones, like with terrible English dubs, <laughs> like in bits and pieces. I think they, Mystery Science Theater did one. Yes, um, I think so too. And like they got some play on like late, on like local, not, like the channel that shows, that showed Columbo. And stuff uh-huh, like uh-huh. like it, on weekend nights they would show stuff like that, um, and then other than that, I have also seen them. I also saw the Matthew Broderick one in theaters. Oh, see, <laughs> like the, the 1989 connection continues. Like yes. that, we were like the right age for that. Yep. Um. Yeah, and that was an insane movie. And then I think that kind of I don't know. Uh, I've, I have very little like kaiju knowledge in general. Like, I kind of, I think the only, like, classic kaiju movie I've seen all the way through, like, sitting down, like, I'm going to watch this is Mothra. Um, Yeah. And it's just, like, how could, and that was always, like, where my, my interest was always going to be, like, the, like, the cool, beautiful, giant moth with Mm. the tiny fairy women who sing to Mothra. Yeah. Um, Like, that's where, that's kind of what my interest was going to be. Um, partially because a lot of the like Godzilla uh, fandom is not interested in the stuff I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So I had never seen Shin Godzilla before. I loved it. I thought it was really interesting. I have mm-hmm. seen Ava before. Um, I watched it as an adult at, in like one of the most depressed balls of my life. And it was just like perfect. That's when yeah. you want to watch it. <laughs> you just want to be like rock fucking bottom and watch yep. it and be like, this is exactly it. Yeah. Uh, so I, it wasn't wasn't quite as good as watching it in like a preteen or like a young teen when I was really depressed, which is when a lot of my friends watched it and it really spoke to them. But I did the next best thing and yeah. did it as like a, in like a depressed 20s directionless moment. Um, yeah, I but I then I looked up anyways, actually, I'll get into this later. But yeah, uh, okay. I've seen like the original run of the TV show and then End of Evangelion and but I haven't seen any of the additional stuff. But now I'm like, I kind of want to because yeah. I have that like Hideo like, oh, shit, everything sucks and we're powerless. I kind of need to sit in these feelings for a moment vibe. Yeah. Nobody Anyways, does it sorry. like him. <laughs> does it like him. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I uh, personally... Don't have much of a history with Godzilla other than like a passing familiarity with the original that I don't even think I've seen the whole thing. It's another one of those movies that like through film school, I somehow absorbed a bunch of scenes from it, but never saw the whole thing. That sort of deal. Uh, mm. I watched the 2014 Godzilla, the one with, um, with 11. <laughs> Brian Cranston, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> which like has some good things about it like brian cranston is actually great in that movie he's just not in all of it which is kind of the problem um it has some interesting shots etc cetera, etc cetera. i watched that for a, a movie podcast so like that's that's that i also watched evangelion for a movie podcast we did like a six-part series on it at waypoint when i was there so i watched it in 
one of the most depressed periods of my adulthood. I was in my 30s at the time, but I was like maybe the lowest I've ever felt in my life when I watched that show. So that was actually perfect. Uh, good timing. <laughs> I love like the depression. I, I feel like I should watch this. this. Like I'm always depressed. A, I feel like I could, a, I could enjoy it. Yeah. It's a truly like singular. <laughs> it feels it, like it feels to me again, not an anime expert, but it feels like a singular vision of deep, deep, deep depression and also giant mechs battling. That is like the thing that it is. Okay. Um, that sounds like a good which combo. Is, I, I mean, yeah, you don't need to be an anime expert to know that because it. if you look at the Wikipedia page for it, it says in like the first paragraph, <laughs> it was inspired by, uh, by Anno's just struggles with massive amounts of depression. Yeah, his oh. own depression. Yeah. Yeah. Like so first it's, paragraph, it's in there. Like, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. This isn't yeah. like secret. This isn't a secret. Right, right. <laughs> I just mean in terms of the rest of anime, I don't know what oh. else is like this is what I mean. I don't like, know if anything is that depressing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, there are things that are that depressing, but I don't know what's... I've seen stuff that's depressing, but nothing like... It's like one of the best works of art I've ever seen about feeling like shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that that super tracks for me. Uh, I just don't want to speak out of turn about anime since my anime sure. experience is limited. So I just never want to be an asshole who's like, this is the only thing. Uh, but it sure is a hell of a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this movie, uh, he was actually, I, I remember reading a little bit about it, that he actually was in a depressed period and turned this down at first uh, because he was too depressed to work on it. And he didn't think mm-hmm. he could, uh, you know, live up to, you know, previous work in Godzilla, but he was, you know, encouraged and encouraged and eventually kind of said yes to it. So that makes me happy. We but yeah, stand my Godzilla a relatable history. king. Honestly, yes. <laughs> Honestly, 100% yes. I'm really fucking <laughs> depressed. I don't want to do this. And then it's like, okay, fuck, I'll do it. And then it's like, okay. And you're like, oh, that's nice. I'm glad. Oh, wow. And, and Paul, our amazing producer, Paul, has this note of, uh, right here in, in our chat here that the director credits this film for revitalizing him after mm. falling into a bout of depression after working on Evangelion 3, 3.0. You can not redo, which is from 2012, and apologize for the delay with Evangelion 3, plus, uh, sorry, plus 1.01, Thrice Upon a Time, 2021. Okay. So that's yes. the one that's coming out this year. I haven't kept up with any of the rebuild stuff, but I know that it's like ongoing. So as is his depression, and he's very honest about that and very mm-hmm. like open about it, which is pretty cool. Um, but he's also able to make really kind of amazing work uh, that is like obviously speaks to a lot of people. And I think Shin Godzilla, uh, you know, of the two things I've seen of his, I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I think it's really fucking well done. It's it's weird and it's interesting. And again, like I said, there's a lot of connective tissue with Evangelion, including mm-hmm. the use of music, including a lot of the mm-hmm. themes, including a lot of the sort of. Honestly, even a lot of the shooting style, like a lot of the sort of faraway mm-hmm. shots and landscape shots and, and things like that, are they feel like they came, you know, from that series. So it's like a really, you can see the fingerprints on it, which is pretty cool. But I guess we can get into the plot. And I don't want to do scene by scene because there's just too much. <laughs> we can't yeah. do it in an hour and we can't do justice to it uh, because this movie is very fast paced and everybody talks really fast, yes. which is part of it. it. It is very much like a very deliberate decision. Apparently, uh, Anna was like, you have to talk fast because we're both satirizing and also kind of working on, you know, the theme of bureaucracy here. So you have to talk like a politician. And so the actors were it's instructed a, to talk fast. It's the Gilmore of Girls of the Godzilla universe. <laughs> it really is! Gilmore! <laughs> Gilmore God's there's something there like Gilmore <laughs> like Gil Godzilla cheese <laughs> alliteration we'll, we'll get there we can workshop this more yeah <laughs> I think we're pretty much there actually I think that was that was good uh but we do start sort of uh on a little boat on somebody's little boat uh there clearly some you know like first responders are looking for somebody looking for somebody on a boat and all of a sudden that boat capsizes and all of a sudden we're working with uh, there's something boiling and fucked up in the ocean and has caused a major accident in a traffic tunnel. And we start uh, meeting our characters really rapid fire. Our prime minister, uh, we've got Yaguchi, who like becomes one of the main characters. Uh, there's just a lot of politicians talking really fast about what do we do about this? How do we solve this problem? How do we fix this problem? Uh, and it is 
it's a lot to take in at first. I remember, because this is the first time I've seen this movie too, I kind of was sitting there taking notes and like, I was writing too much and then I forced myself to write less because I was like, I'm just not going to keep up with this, yeah. basically. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a whole hell of a lot going on, but really we're getting the, the kind of gestalt of the whole thing is that politicians are talking fast and trying to figure out how to deal with this problem, which they don't know what it is yet. And there's a lot of sort of scuttlebutt about, oh, it's volcanic activity. No, it can't be volcanic activity because, you know, there's no active volcanoes and blah, blah, blah. And there's other sort of problems with it. So yeah, a lot of these uh, shots, especially in the tunnel, are sort of evoking the Fukushima uh, disaster from 2011, the really horrible uh, nuclear disaster. And there's a lot of things in the movie, as producer Paul uh, has noted, and we'll get to them a little bit later, but there's a lot of things that are sort of directly evoking that disaster, which is sort of in parallel to the original Godzilla, really, really, really evoking, you know, the sort of original uh, nuclear bombs um, that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which are also referenced here, absolutely, but there are sort of more references uh, in this one to Fukushima. So, like, right off the bat, we're kind of working in that territory. And also right off the bat, we are working on what I want to really discuss, I'm really curious how other people saw this, but the sort of thesis of the movie is kind of that they're both satirizing bureaucracy, but also kind of showing that there are also like smart people working in it and smart people working on teams and actually making intelligent decisions. So that's really something I want to talk about a lot uh, during this podcast, because that was something I was like, okay, are they just making fun of bureaucracy? Because they are absolutely making fun of bureaucracy. There's a lot of like bumbling decisions and there's some goofy things that happen uh, that are like, oh, don't worry, public. And then something immediately happens and there's like a cut to that. And it's like very obviously making fun of the bureaucrats. Then there's also, again, like really smart, intelligent people who are making good decisions and basing their decisions on intelligent things. So it's like, there's kind of both going on. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. what I what I got from it was, and the movie's so fast-paced and the cuts are so yeah. quick. It took me like a, a bit to get used to it. And that's a, like on me, I feel like I'm just so used to sort of both the Hollywood, like Americanly classic little format and the Brazilian format, which is a little different, that like this experience to me was just, strange not in a bad way but it was just kind of like okay i need to get with the program here i'm gonna get lost um but what i got was that they did have this team of the very like stuffy bureaucrats who didn't get anything done and their only solution was like nuke it um which (laughs) is kind of an understandable instinct (laughs) 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 what it is exactly that they're dealing with uh But, and then there's like the sort of the other team, that's the team of the creatives, which involves like the sort of genius lady who kind of cracks all the cases and that guy who's constantly tormented and who I feel like is the only one who really understands like the gravity of the situation because his eyes are always kind of vacant and he's always like just really (laughs) scared and anxious. Um, Again, we stand another relatable king. Uh, But (laughs) I kind of feel like that's kind of how it was sort of divided. And then in like the big bureaucrat team, we had this sort of rogue younger guy who ends up being sort of the quote unquote savior figure of the whole thing. But that's kind of how I read it, that they had the two like layers to it. Yeah. Well, that they, they sort of said he could have the team, right? The team of like the nerds, the freaks, the, Mm -hmm. I forget the whole thing, but it's like a crack team of nerds and And freaks. Pain in the bureaucracy or something. Yeah. 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 It's what I got on my subtitles. I don't know if we had the same (laughs) subtitles. Pain in the bureaucracy is really good. I don't remember that line specifically, but yeah. LB, how about you? How did you see this as like the the sort of divide here between satire and also being like, well, also some of these sometimes smart people get shit done even in a bureaucracy, I guess. I guess my thing is watching this, it was so, my view of this movie was so filtered by my experience with Evangelion that Mm I, where isn't, which isn't, which is, an interesting show because it's about, I mean, it's about a lot of things, but 
it's also about like a shitty government yeah full of people who are mostly doing their best mm-hmm. to deal yeah. with something they made and are and they're doing like awful shit but they're also like these individuals who are doing their best while as a collective they're doing terrible things yeah. um which isn't a satire and isn't straightforward it's just like complicated um so that was the lens with which i was watching shin godzilla and i think where i kind of am at on it is that yeah it's i mean obviously the japanese government in shin godzilla isn't like making children get into (laughs) weird uh experimental giant weapons to fight giant monsters right Right. That's not what's happening here. So like they're they're not as, <laughs> like they're not nearly as bad. Um and honestly we like don't really see them doing anything that's bad. They're just right. kind of kind of immobile. stuffy and incompetent and removed. Yeah. So yeah. like what I thought was was really really well done about this opening section is that you have like the the kind of images of this disaster and of this creature or this something that's in the water. Um, you see all these people, you see like, it's a very human experience. There's people who are there. There's people running from their cars and getting covered mm-hmm. in blood, maybe? Uh, that's yeah. flooding <laughs> the, I think in it's like the weird, Gil Gil juice. Juice. yeah. Uh, that's flooding the, the tunnels. Um, and people with their phones, like shooting the, the steam and the, mm-hmm. and the tail. And it's like, you know, it has this kind of handheldy documentary, a little bit yeah. documentary-ish, a little bit found footage. Found footage, yeah, like clover-filled kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to the people who are actually in charge, who are like our named characters, mm-hmm. um, and they are in these rooms. Yeah. With these like upholstered furniture. Yeah, and it it's looks- like so still. Yeah. <laughs> the the editing style is pretty frenetic and they're mm-hmm. talking really fast. Mm-hmm. So we're getting these fast cuts of conversation. We're cutting really fast between that and the and the action, but what I think it does really well and what I think a lot of disaster movies don't do well, the way Shin Godzilla did, is that you really see the contrast between the the speed and the movement of a disaster versus the slow pace of the response to it. Yes. Um, That's a very good point. And I think that even, so I guess like that in terms of, I don't really know what this movie's point of view is. Cause one, I don't know enough about like contemporary Japanese politics and like, yeah, I don't, I just like, I don't know enough about, I also like haven't seen enough of these movies. I haven't seen enough of like, like first of all, Godzilla movies, other kaiju movies, or even just like mainstream Japanese action movies mm-hmm. recently. Um, that yeah, I'm pretty so I'm pretty ignorant of a lot of the cultural stuff. So I guess in that sense, I feel a little hesitant to to say like this feels satirical and this doesn't. As much as it feels like they're just like pointing out the distance between what is actually happening and the response to it. And then that distance getting smaller and smaller and smaller as the movie progresses. Um, And I thought that was done really well. And yeah, the stuff where they're kind of failing to understand what the situation is. The thing is, it's like, it's a certain amount of incompetence, but I was also comparing it a lot to Jaws, right? Where, like that seems like so much more of an incompetent response because like yeah. everyone knows what a shark is. Sharks have attacked people before. This isn't like a brand new thing. It's a this is a beach town and they should be somewhat prepared for mm-hmm. aquatic incursions and yeah. like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe not a giant monster shark, but like a big big shark exists. <laughs> at, least, at least a shark that will attack people. Like that's not such right. a novel concept. Yeah, and like bad things can happen in ocean. So, like, yeah. you need to be somewhat prepared for that, to, for to close Beach down, you know? Um, whereas, like, giant, prehistoric, constantly evolving nuclear lizard, like, there are these moments where it's like, we don't have the infrastructure for this. And it's like, yeah, you don't. Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> right. Why would anyone be prepared for this? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, it really. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I'm just, I was saying it's just, it's a bit complicated. So it's like, it's this combination. And I thought it was a pretty nuanced combination and actually a very, a new, both nuanced and a very generous combination of uh, kind of poking fun at how slow bureaucracy can be to handle stuff. But also like, yeah, there's people here who are ruthless and people here who are am- super ambitious for themselves. And there's people here who are just doing their best. Yeah. It seemed to me, especially just watching this as an American in 2021, right? Which is the only lens I have, of course. Yeah. Of like, okay, a lot of these people are doofuses, but they are at least actually trying to do something. And like comparing that to like the pandemic response or something like that, where it's like, this is something that human beings have faced before, a virus, a pandemic, like that we, we do know, we do have science on this, like how to keep it from spreading and still can't control that and still can't actually like make good policy around it and still can't, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like, okay, at least these people are talking about things that are actually relevant instead of like, there aren't like 40 people being like, well, we can't shut down Tokyo. Think of the economy. (laughs) Like people aren't saying that basically where- that's what I'm expecting to hear because of me living my life in, you know, in Helltown 2021. Yeah. And it takes the Americans to even suggest something destructive, like truly freaking destructive. Right. Right. And the Americans suck in this movie, like to be very clear. And they, and they should, and And they're faceless, right? Sometimes there's one. We don't see a single American person. We don't see a single like, there's the she's not even ambassador she's a uh an assistant like to a senator right yeah. she's, senator. but she speaks yeah. japanese and she's really ambitious you see yes. one i think one guy when they are both both teams american and japanese are reviewing the tape they're reviewing information together and like you see it but there is a particular scene in a plane where she is yes. with an american right who's probably the senator um now that i think about it and you don't see his face and that's just his hands. Yeah. Yep, just his yeah. hands. And that's interesting. I feel like that kind of ties into it. Yeah, absolutely. That um, felt I mean, very Eva to, that was Eva a to me. Oh, yeah, that was all choice. Eva. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Wouldn't know, but I believe you both. <laughs> Anything where it's you're seeing the hand in a shot and somebody else, that's okay. Eva. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there were no the eyeballs on this hand. So, you know, I guess it wasn't 100% Eva, but still. <laughs> I, I guess in terms of point of view, though, I do think that, like, the America stuff was really interesting. And, like, mm. I mean, part of it is, yeah, they didn't, Japan didn't propose any crazy destructive measures. But part of that is because they couldn't. Yeah. Right. 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 There's this whole thing in it where when they do get the military, the Japanese military involved, and there's this whole thing of, like, we have never done anything before. This is the first military action by this country since World yeah. War II. Um and like they use everything they have on they use everything they have and nothing touches nothing touches Godzilla. So then they need help. But it's like they do they do they use everything. Um yeah. but they just don't have Yeah. On Godzilla it's itself. Yeah. I mean not like in terms of just launching a nuclear Well they don't have a nuke. But they don't they, have, they have a nuke. Yeah. They don't have a they don't Japan doesn't have nukes. Um yeah. they don't they are not a nuclear power. Um yeah, it's and that Japan is kind of this weird military protectorate uh, of the United States in. Yeah, and that was like, I know there is a really big, like super right wing nationalist movement in Japan to like have a very strong power to be like a major military force. And I'm hoping that's not what this was uh, or that. But I do think that like nationalism gets more complicated than just like nationalism as a scary right wing thing versus not being the being not nationalist and being normal when your country is a weird military protectorate pseudo colony of at the same time the way they approach the solutions is not by force right like at the end of it what works like it's with of course assistance but like the idea to me was that like it wasn't just throwing a bunch of shit that explodes because then the creature yeah. is just going to explode right back and worse yeah. because it develops lasers out of its back or whatever the hey. fuck <laughs> a creature wanna, does. yeah do we want to dive into what this guy is like yeah let's oh. talk about 
Godzilla slash Gojira, because that's a very fun plot point about what it's yes. called uh, as well. But we could just call it Godzilla because I watched, you know, the American version, et cetera, et cetera. Call it Godzilla. Obviously, it's Gojira in Japan. There's a whole history there, blah, blah, blah. But um, Godzilla keeps evolving. And the, bureaucra- the bureaucrats, the sort of slow bureaucrats are very slow. They are slower then it evolves. There's a whole thing about the very beginning that it's a swimming creature. It's an aquatic creature. And it could never be on land. It would crush itself. It could never have legs, right? And they actually, you know, consult biologists. And it's not coming from absolutely nowhere. It's just that this thing is unforeseen and evolves really fast. So, of course, it comes onto land. Of course, it crushes things and destroys things. And it has really cute baby googly eyes, actually, when it comes onto land. So, uh, cute, can we take creepy. a boat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Okay, so now Paul is sending us pictures of the. No, that's me. I'm doing it. Oh, sorry, it's you, LB. Sorry. It's kind of cute. It's Mm, fucking terrifying. It's really scary. This is like, I forgot Godzilla was supposed to be scary. And then I watched this and I was like, oh no, Godzilla's scary. And it's just like, this is the scariest one, I think. It's the The scariest one, I think. This one. This iteration, yeah. the baby, because both the eye, like this creepy fish eye with no eyelids, and the <laughs> ooziness of the gills, like letting liquid, and it's ugh, if it looks slushy, I just I'm no, it's horrifying. You I would take give him a little pet. I will take the freaking giant one that's twice its size and has like freaking lasers than this one because at least that one will kill me quickly this doesn't even know what it's doing it's just mumbling around and destroying things unaware of what's happening this is a terrifying it's like a babies are terrifying but they're tiny and they have no power so it's like okay this is like a giant baby it's as terrifying as human babies but like worse <laughs> I mean, that's my scientific assessment. It's goofy. I couldn't. I laughed a little. I was like, "This is like a fucking goofball." Look at this goofball, and I was like, "It's a baby. It's like a big weird toddler." But it's also. I'm also, you know, weird. So it's fine. Uh, I think part of it is for me. There's a uh, in the recent Doubleman anime, Doubleman Crybaby. There's like a monster that's a baby, but that turns into this like giant eyeball thing, and it has. Okay. It's really. It, it's like. Honestly, one of the most upsetting moments of anything I've ever watched is with this thing that does something. I'm not going to like say what it is in case anyone wants to watch it, but it does something bad and starts and kind of has like a crying moment. And this eyes, these eyes really reminded me of that eye. And like, you know, those like things that haunt you when you close your eyes. Sometimes your brain's like, I'm going to fuck with you. Here's the thing you saw once that really upset you. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that's one of those for me. So I'm just like, ah, I have like a visceral risk, like really bad (laughs) response to this kind of like round unblinking baby eye. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, No, I really, this was really (laughs) rough for me. Um, And this is the one that I named myself after with the disgusting gills where it just has these like meat gills that have like just blood or gill juice just kind of pour they're out they're horrible they're abhorrent that's the worst it's a juicy gill yeah, yeah. And we, it's really and juicy it, is it blood and we don't know but it's red it could be like a symbol for its rage because this is like a creature made of rage like right yeah. we'll talk about it even as it evolves um it doesn't really have a, a personality right per se like it doesn't and that's the thing with the eyes to me, because even as they evolve, they never get life, right? They stay yeah. pretty dead and disconnected to the whole situation. So to me, that's scarier than creating. Cause like, for instance, my recollection of the, that Godzilla monster, which uh, of the 1998 Godzilla, which is probably again, the worst Godzilla, uh, <laughs> but like, it's a very T-Rexy, right? Like it's very yeah. reminiscent to things we have seen and all of that kind of like takes me away from the the this like it, it humanizes quote unquote it in a way. Like I can kind of see it as a living creature with its own motivations. And this one, it just gives me nothing. It just really is like this giant thing that just causes destruction for kind of the sake of it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it, there's it like a, a blankness. Yeah. There's like a blankness that's really creepy. And also it's just yeah. like, 
the original Godzilla design, I am familiar with it. It's like, fr- it feels friendly to me. Um, it, <laughs> and also, like, we've seen it so much and we've seen it being cute so much that, like, yeah, yeah this this little Godzilla, like, here's a... There's a Godzilla apologizing at a press conference toy that apologizes. <laughs> it's, so it's adorable. Cute. It's so it's cute. So cute. Um, and, on, and like, there's a Godzilla expression that I've kind of associated with Godzilla. And also, like, in later Godzilla movies, he's not necessarily a bad guy. He, like, helps people, some sort of. He, like, fights other guys. Um, Reptar is kind of like a Godzilla. Yes, Reptar. Like creature. Yes. Which I didn't know. But again, it's another. Uh, the Rugrats. Yeah, it's basically Godzilla um, dinosaur yeah, yeah. thing, <laughs> which I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that looks like uh, that looks like Reptar." And then uh, my partner was like, "Because it's supposed to be like kind of Godzilla-ish." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We did grow kind of like accustomed to like the cuteness of it, and then it's like, "Oh no, yeah. this, there's literally nothing cute about." Th- well, Danielle would disagree, but there is a it's cuteness okay. here, <laughs> and that makes it worse. The cuteness, yeah. the babyness, because it has these round baby eyes. Yeah, it's an animal. That's the thing. Like, the the reason why, and I, I'll talk about this too, I actually feel very sad when Godzilla gets hurt in this movie. And I know, I know Godzilla needs to die. I know, it's not okay. It's going to hurt people. It's going to kill people. It's got to go. But the fact that this is... This is sort of the personification, or I guess the animal, whatever, the, the personification, I don't know, of a nuclear disaster of some kind, right? This is actually, this is a disaster. It's a walking disaster. It's a swimming disaster and a walking disaster. But the fact that it looks like an animal makes me have sympathy for it. The fact that it shows pain when it gets hurt makes me have sympathy for it. And that, like, that's just, that's just my own human failing and weakness, right? As I, like, watch this thing, I'm like, oh, it looks like a little dog. Or like, oh, it looks like a bear. That's the thing. When Godzilla walks around, it kind of lumbers around like a bear sometimes. And it's kind of cute in a way. And and that's the danger of it. Like you're saying, LB, like it makes it worse because it's cute. Because there is that little bit of sympathy for it, even though you know it it has to go. Like there's nothing morally wrong about killing a thing that's going to kill you. Like that's okay. (laughs) But yeah. Something that's purely evil and that we can't identify with is not scary. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you look at like every successful monster ever, it has like its own vulnerabilities and it, ways to relate to it. It can't just be like it's never just like a cold thing that's nothing. It has it's like the I don't know the this it has like Godzilla feels really fucking sad. Yes. Like I didn't I didn't yes. find myself feeling sad for Godzilla, but I found myself feeling sad looking at Godzilla. Yeah. Especially this weird babe, this weird scariest possible baby Godzilla. Yeah. Um and it's the, like a little like being... blind little baby just thrashing around town not knowing what to do. Wait, it's the fucking eraser head baby. That's what it looks like. Oh my like. god, it is. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. It's eraser head it's baby. It's eraser head baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's same a feeling. It's a fucked it's up baby. It's a fucked up baby. It's the same feeling. Fucked never up, seen gross. Razor head. Okay, well, I'm here's Googling the baby. It. It's horrifying. Oh, here, we go. here we go. It's not going to look pretty, just so you know. Yeah, there you here's go. Here's the I baby. I don't want to see. I don't want to Honestly, it looks a lot like E.T. I'm not going to lie. It looks like E.T., yeah. yeah. Yeah, but E.T.'s uh, not as scary. Yeah, E.T. is friendly. Yeah, E.T. is a buddy. I just E.T. I would be more. I'm more comfortable with killing E.T. than I am with killing the Eraserhead baby. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say with Godzilla. You're more comfortable with killing E.T. than Godzilla. Fuck E.T. That's the most controversial opinion you've ever had on this show. Fuck E.T. E.T. is gross and weird. Where are you from? What do you want? He has a healing touch. Who cares? I can have a healing touch. Listen, every time I strain my IT band, I want E.T. to come on over, give the healing touch, no more Al, whatever the fuck he says, and make it better. He's so gross. And little bike. Oh, no. And he was going to kill the other kid, too. Right? Well, I mean, I'm not going to kill him. I just say it's like, I mean, <laughs> like a, but on an intellectual level, I know all this. But like on a visceral level, <laughs> no, I'm more okay. horrified by E.T. Okay. That's, like, and I, that's I, I, find it, I find E.T. more off-putting and less interesting. Okay. Sure. 
Shit, E.T. doesn't make me sad and doesn't make me contemplate, like, life. Okay, and sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's very fair. I, that that sounds like, super fair to me. Yeah. Uh, these Godzilla designs, like, what I like most about Eva, because I don't like mecha anime. Sure, I don't same. like it. I think it's boring. <laughs> Oh, you're a big robot. You're doing a big fight. Who cares? Uh, not me. <laughs> it's but not my thing it, to either. It's like, so just not my thing. Big, big things fighting. Like, it's oh, just it's big. Way. Who cares? And that's like <laughs> honestly like why I've avoided a lot of like modern kaiju stuff mm-hmm. is that I'm worried because I, I really like the campy old stuff that's fun and interesting and aesthetically cool. But like, I don't, you know, maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. I'm curious yeah. now. But now I've seen this. I'm like, my standards are so high. Yeah. But, like, what I love about Ava and what I loved about Shin Godzilla is, like, I guess the details of these monsters, of this monster, like, the, like, when we, t- when we made the connective tissue joke earlier, like, literally, when you see the connect, when Godzilla opens his mouth and you see, like, the weird tissue, mm-hmm. like, I really like these reminders of these, like, very visceral textural reminders that this is like a living like you're saying daniel like this is a living thing this yeah it's its structure is not honest like a yeah it's it's completely different than like a human being but it's also not because we both do have these this kind of like we both do have connective tissue that looks like this um, I can't open my yeah. spine and shoot lasers out <laughs> yet, everywhere. Yet, yet, yet. Let's aspire uh, to something because we like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with a little ambition. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the I, thing is, with like really modern CGI, and I, and this is me agreeing with you're saying with what you're saying, LB, like I feel like we lose a lot of texture. Yeah, I'm yes. not a fan. Like yes. sometimes you're gonna have a thing that looks a lot more "quote unquote" realistic, but the texture is missing. It does seem very detached. And then with this kind of um, like computer animation, that is, of course, uh, technology. Technology, but it obviously pays homage to the the monsters of yesteryears. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it. I do think that it's richer in that sense and more relatable in that sense. Yeah, that. I think when. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's absolutely like you can actually. I don't know if I'm in any sense, but yeah, I do feel like I feel yeah. I can see that tissue more like my own than I would with this super advanced state-of-the-art CGI thing that we would get on the movies today, which I wouldn't know because, like you, I'm not really thrilled by giant creatures. Like, my <laughs> friend wants to watch, like, Godzilla versus Kong at the drive-in, and he was like, oh, do you want to mm-hmm. go? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'd literally rather die. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I, I digress. I think that the CG, like, it's, pre- it's uneven. Like, there are parts mm-hmm. where I wish it was better. Yeah, okay. um, and I do think that, like, with this team, like, with this creature designer and with this director, like, the state-of-the-art, like, top-of-the-line CG would still be texturally really interesting. Okay. Um, just because the texture stuff is built into what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, like, yeah, ideally, like, amazing, you know, super billions and billions of dollars poured into disgusting models is, like, the <laughs> ideal. And it's just all, yeah. pre- like, it would just all be... Very expensive practical effects of just like nightmare textures of Godzilla, you know, for five seconds before he evolves into something else. Like, um, it's one of those where I'm like, nothing has ever looked better than the thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's one of those, which, you know, funny, came out like the same day as E.T. or whatever that we were just talking about. So, yeah, like, I don't know if anything will ever look better than that, than that movie and that movie's effects, right? Uh, but also, what's so scary ago. about the thing? The thing fucking evolves. It's flesh and it yeah. evolves and it's made of body and blood and bone and all the things that we don't like to look at in ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, and it very, is us. Yeah, very base level kind of stuff, right? Very like, oh, okay, yes, we don't like to look at what's inside of ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's what it is. And like, that's this kind of filmmaking and that is this filmmaker, right? Like just judging from, from Ava, like 
that's what's going on here. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of that. So it's fine that I, I feel like it's completely fine to make these like kinds of observations that are like, oh yes, I know it probably sounds obvious in any horror movie. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, twisting flesh and contorted flesh is like such a hallmark, but I mean, there's a reason for it. There's a reason why it exists out and there's a reason why we like to watch it at the same time. So yeah. yeah. The, yes. the, I love that they, uh, and they mix the music too, right? Like it's the old timey music and the uh, sound effects when Godzilla yes. is like attacking the town. They're like yes. very, I, I didn't do a, uh, any research at all in the movie. So I really don't know what was intentional or not. But to me, like that part was pretty obviously intentional that they were just mixing it in with like the the sound effects, uh, like old timey sound effects, and it's, it's really evoking the the very first movie, the very yeah. first movie, which was again like kind of one of the only like super serious ones, especially in the first. It's run. supposed to like, be were... super dark, right? The first, yeah, one. it's it. It really is just about nuclear war. It really is yeah. like this is a fucking manifestation of the horrific thing that happened here kind of thing. Yeah. Like was very serious about that. And it's 54 uh, is like right 54. Like, yeah. Right after the war. Like it doesn't even Yeah, it's not long after. The uh, feeling there is obviously going to be a lot different. And like when the teams like and when they switch to the team of like the nerds and the rebels working, they would play some like guitar riffs and stuff. <laughs> like, yep, these are yep. the rock stars of the situation. So there's some rock music, yeah. and it was so yeah. deliberate and so obvious and so abrupt, and it worked so well. Again, for the first ten minutes, I was like, I don't need. Do I like this? How do I feel about? Like, I don't understand <laughs> sure. what's happening. Like my eyeballs are very confused. Uh, but then, like halfway through, I was just like rooting along with those nerds just very excited like a riff is that and it, we would go from zero to a hundred all the time right there's a scene <laughs> like the guy is like taking a nap because he hasn't slept or showered in days and people are talking about how much he stinks and then the yep. very next scene godzilla is awake and destroying things again <laughs> yep. yeah it goes yep. so fast it really like it's two hours long and i get really whiny about movie length oh me too. um same but I think if you can make a two-hour-long movie feel like this, yes. go for it. You earned um, it. Yeah. It just sped past. And I, like, got a little stoned for this. I'm not going to lie. Um, as, as one fair. should. Yeah, And, like, it held my attention so well. <laughs> and things don't always, because I do have, <laughs> uh, I've, you know, I've got ADHD. I was exhausted when I watched it. Um, yeah. I had had a pretty long work day. Um and, but like I got on the couch, I got a bunch of stuffed animals, <laughs> which was a Yay! good call because I like actually had to cling to some things because I got creeped out. But yeah, I just, this is a good, it was just like a good two hour movie experience that was exciting the whole time. Even though, like you said, Fernanda, like what the fuck is going on? It takes, a, it did, it took me a little bit to get used to it. Yeah. And even though, and throughout the whole thing, you still are just going yeah. back to people in rooms. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, we are, are, uh, the nerds go out there themselves and are like fighting Godzilla. They do this whole, like this. So do we want to talk about the professor Maki? I mean, we can, we can talk about Professor Maki, uh, which is a cool. So, I was going to talk about like the the final battle thing and the use of yeah, infrastructure. Yeah, I think we can, we can totally skip to that because there's just a lot going on. I think it, all we have to kind of say is there are many transformations, there's many mutations, and there is a scientist who kind of figured out a lot of this stuff and they had to interpret it. But the nerds do a great job and they interpret things, and it comes down to this big decision of okay, do we nuke it, which is what the Americans want, versus it's what the whole do we world come wants. up with this. Yeah, okay, so the whole right? world, the whole world, yeah, because it can leave yeah. and and there's a lot of teamwork in that too, right? Because it's not just yeah. the nerds are doing their their nerdy shit and good on them. We love you, nerds. Yep, yep. good uh, job, nerds. But <laughs> they they also need help from authorities to get things, to get clearance, to get samples. Then they need an extension and the deadline and things like that. Right. So it's, it really is about the teamwork and also about the sort of quote unquote bureaucrats working with them there too. 
Yeah, there's actual teamwork, which is why I'm like, okay, that whole question about, like, is it a kind of satire on this? Or is it also, like, it's both a satire and also, hey, sometimes smart people do their jobs well, which is, like, satisfying to see. Yeah. <laughs> and then, LB, go ahead. I know you want to talk about the, the sort of big final decision here. Yeah. Oh, so, well, yeah, when they they do the co-op, they do this thing with, they make a, a blood coagulants to stop Godzilla. And, but I just, like, so... Most of my image of kaiju movies is like monster fucking up a city and then military fighting mm-hmm. monster or other monster fighting monster. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like the city, like the city is like the battleground and the collateral damage. And a lot of like the way they talk about Tokyo, there's like kind of this, you know, the fight with the international, the with whole world, um, whole world <laughs> wants to nuke Tokyo and Japan is like, we really don't want to do that right. <laughs> for, for obvious reasons, reasons, like you're saying. For many reasons, um, yeah. But the Tokyo being this, like, it kind of having this passive stance as, like, it can either be collateral damage or it can be a different kind of collateral damage. But the way they use, um, the way they do this fight where they have, like, they just, where they, they, the Japanese military destroys these skyscrapers that fall on Godzilla and like bo- like p- put bombs in trains and are basically like using the city itself as a weapon yes. um yes. and using the city infrastructure mm-hmm. as weapons in ways that like so I, I've seen I saw friends saying like this is a really idealistic movie about bureaucracy and I don't know if, if I agree with that but it is a very idealistic movie about infrastructure yes <laughs> <laughs> like the heroes of this movie are the yeah. like the heroes of this movie are this nerd team, but it's also the fucking city planners. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> and like the people who built these these amazing skyscrapers. Which I'm also like thinking about it in terms of mechs and mecha, and like you know what is the size of a monster, and what are these like feats of you know human engineering? And like we do have feats of human engineering. We have them all over the place, and that like. Like little stoned LB in the middle of the night. Like, I love trains so much, you guys. <laughs> trains are gonna save us all. Trains are gonna save us all, though, for real. Um, yeah, yeah, that they was kind did of my save thing. Us here, yeah, and they did yeah. save us here, but that was like the most. That's what I was really excited about. Just wanted to make oh, sure when we they dropped about. the and buildings just, yes. on top of them, I was like, yeah, this is just beautiful death via skyscraper. Like, who knew? And here we are saying that skyscrapers are just like useless like why do you need them just to show that power and that you can build really high buildings well i eat my words because skyscrapers (laughs) can absolutely save you from the giant creature that invades your city okay i stand freaking corrected Uh, i do always with creature movies and this again i think it's more of me more of a me thing i do have always a tough time Especially in this case, right? Because we don't really have a lot of the Godzilla human scale thing. Because Mm -hmm. it's a lot of just those distant shots of... There's a siren behind me. I'm sorry. They heard we're talking about a national emergency and just came. It's just very effective (laughs) of the Mexico City police. Thank you. We're good here. We're good. Just a podcast. (laughs) Godzilla to be found in this particular building. Go right along. It's just a podcast officer. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm so sorry. I forgot to warn you this time. Uh, but... Oh, <laughs> oh, the chat saying, be cool, be cool, be cool. Be cool. Godzilla, be cool. just like, under the bat. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what was nice? Oh, yes, the scale. And that's one thing I always struggle with because... Um, and I did with this. I'm trying to get the size of how fucking big this creature is and how scary it would be for me a human and uh, as the center of the universe, as I tend to see myself, uh, to encounter a thing like this. And that's what I kind of miss when I get a lot of like scale with buildings and Mm. trees and stuff, but not necessarily with humans. Uh, But I don't necessarily know if the movies who do that are successful. Um, But that's, that's my critique to all your uh, monster people, movie people. Uh, make me understand how scared I should be of Godzilla next time. <laughs> yeah, I because... guess with the trains, you kind of get an idea. 
Because you You're know right. what the train is, right? So it's like, all right, you can kind of... Eh. It only came up to, like, Godzilla's, like, little tibia, right? Yeah. But it, it, obviously there's a bomb, and there were several bombs, and it squished the, the creature. And yeah, yeah. Up, so. Again, I think it's more of a me thing. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, I, no I, you're right. I appreciate it, though. It's true. Yeah. I'm trying to out figure there. out how God, big Godzilla would be, like, out my window compared to right? like, the building. I'm like, so looking at, like, five-story building height. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like I clicked on something that was like a Gojipedia. So oh, maybe shit. the Gojipedia should uh get on this and give us several scales. Like hey. Honestly, <laughs> there you go. I tried to look up stuff about Godzilla and like Shin Godzilla and I like some analysis and some like cultural context and stuff, and I found nothing. <laughs> I only found stuff about, here's how big Godzilla is. Here are all the evolutions of Godzilla. It's in Godzilla. He's really cool. Here are what I think could possibly be. It's like people who are just really, 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 really into this like monster, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great and probably very helpful for questions like how tall is Shin Godzilla (laughs) compared to me and how tall is Shin Godzilla compared to other Godzilla. But yeah, that's like another reason why I've not been super drawn for to kaiju stuff just because yeah, i feel like the stuff i would want to talk to talk about it and the stuff general fans want to talk about are just different. different yeah i do like pacific rim. Is better. <clears throat> yeah go for it go for it no no i just said that uh i really like pacific rim like i think it's a good oh, yeah, movie yeah. but to me what makes these movie interesting these movies interesting are the humans so i really don't think it's me being interested in uh like kaiju the kaiju universe it's more like you humans reacting to the kaijus, which it's kind of the richness of this too. Like if it was just Godzilla destroying the city, I'd be like, ah, this is kind of boring. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> there would be no grounding element to it. I mean, it might be horrifying to kind of look at, but it wouldn't necessarily be quite as grounded. There's like one thing I wanted to mention uh, about that sort of last skyscraper kind of falling on Godzilla, which is there's a really lovely shot of like, paperwork and manila envelopes like falling and it's like yeah, this really yes. fun this really fun shot that's like yeah we're gonna beat godzilla with bureaucracy <laughs> like it was kind of like a funny like a little on the nose yes but like a really really funny shot um that i, I loved that appreciated a lot because it was good it's like this is what we've got we're using what i love that you know yeah it was well i think that really it was a really nice parallel with there's this that really horrible moment earlier in the movie where we see this family getting ready to evacuate and uh, Godzilla gets the building they're in and we like see them in the building and then we see the building go and we're like, okay, they're dead. That's awful. Um, And then you have like, that kind of felt like a parallel, like the construction, uh, the way that was uh, edited together and shot felt parallelish to me um, in this kind of like, I don't know, buildings fighting back. And like, here's this space that used to be used for this thing. And the structure that it's in is like a weapon. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah, I Um, completely agree. Do we want to get to this, like, that, this, the fuck, like, the Buckwild ending? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go right to the ending. The image, and we'll get to it, that you said, like, the image that haunts you. Yeah. Uh, That last shot, I've... I've I've been uneasy since last yep. night. Let's get to it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I just want to mention very quickly the sort of Buckwild solution with the putting the anticoagulant in its mouth with these construction things that uh, Paul had a note about. Infrastructure. It very, very, very closely uh, related to uh, the, the the boom pumps that were used to cool down the damaged reactors at the Fukushima plant. Like it actually looks a lot like that. Which again. Very cool. Very interesting. Uh, it looks wild to like put stuff in its mouth to freeze it up. And then it, it freezes. It fully freezes. And it just becomes like an icon, like a statue of death and destruction in the middle of a destroyed city. And it's kind of like, you know, the uh, the young lady who probably wants to be president of the U.S. And then uh, Yaguchi, who's like our, our main nerd, our main bureau- bureaucratic team leader nerd. Uh, talk about it and and like the sense is really just like we've just got to live with it it's not fucking going anywhere like we just have to live with this and it's always going to be there it's always going to be like haunting us it's always going to be there to remind us it is really haunting and it's like oh what a good ending that you know they stopped Godzilla and all this teamwork happened but also like it ain't fucking going anywhere 
Because that was the first question, right? And I said it out loud. I was like, what the fuck are they going to do with this giant frozen Godzilla body? Right? Like, what, the fuck? what are they going to do? <laughs> like, what you, could they do? Are they going to like... <laughs> Shoot it and see if it explodes in a thousand pieces. Like I don't think so. I don't think that's safe. On the moon? Like yeah. what are you gonna do with it? <laughs> you know, it's it's no, very. And that's the thing. They just haunting. have to live with it and see it and understand that it's a latent, imminent threat that can go back to life at any moment. Yeah, and you might have to nuke everything. Like that's the other thing. You might have to nuke everything anyway. Yeah. After everything, and you're you've gone completely through. powerless. You have no control over that. That it's you are not the you are not the ones with the button. Other people have the button, and uh, if this thing ever comes back to life, you've got a countdown of like this long to get out, and you're fucked. Yeah, which is like really Anno. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Like- very, very Anno. And like, <laughs> yeah. Also, just I don't know the thing about these like this type of thing, and that the horror of you know the original Godzilla is your. This power is that you're fucking powerless. Yeah. It, they're so much bigger than you. And I think to a certain extent, Fernanda, like not having a sense of scale is kind of good. Yeah. Just in terms of being like, it's unthinkably bigger than you. Yes. You can't imagine how big it is. That's right. It doesn't make any sense how big mm-hmm. this thing is um, because you're so powerless in the face of it. You can't and, imagine like, like this, a living thing being this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is again, which again ties back to like the destruction that a nuclear bomb can do, which is unthinkable and unimaginable. And like something that, yeah, like we shouldn't know what it is. It's almost Um, a cosmic horror thing, right? Yeah. It it is unthinkable. It is obscene knowledge, right? That we should not have. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't know what what this looks like. And it's, Um, it's okay. I'm going to go like way insane here. Um, but, you know, we've been at this for more than an hour. So if you're still listening, you love us anyway. And you're going to put up with my, uh, <laughs> my stupid ass comments. Uh, but just speaking it, it now, it kind of, to me, also had like sort of, okay, this might be sound completely deranged, but like a tie to sort of mental health in a way, because Godzilla was sure. the super destructive, huge force. And you're they were able to contain it, but it was still there, latent. And you had this, like, to look at it in the face and see it's there. And you don't know if, whether, or when it will sort of reawaken. It is depression. That's so fucking real, Fernanda. Holy shit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Godzilla is depression. Okay, just throw it out there. We we might have unleashed unleashed more knowledge on our listeners. Sorry, listeners, you weren't ready for it. But we, we did it anyway. That is how it feels to be doing okay, though. It like, is, right? Like, right? Oh, this is That's good, how but... I feel when I'm doing great. Is I'm like, okay, I'm doing I great see now. Godzilla. But here's, yeah. here he was. Look out the window and there's Godzilla <laughs> with his mouth open, ready to eat you again. Yeah, you're like, check, and it's still frozen, but who still knows? Still frozen, but yeah, it looks bad and sweet. The so yeah, they're they're looking at this frozen Godzilla, and they have this moment where we talk. They talk about yeah, any second could wake back up, and if it wakes back up, everyone's fucked. But then we see the tail, right? Right? Oh yes, my god! I blocked this the... out of my brain, Fernanda. Oh my god, Fernanda and LB. Oh my god, are those people? Are those people? Are they skeletons? Are they babies? Like, what is it? I don't, Are they bodies? We know that they can like asexually reproduce, right? Like that's said. And the the fear was that it could like reproduce and create more little Godzillas from what I understood in the middle of the movie. So, but these are very human-like. So looking like at it, I was like, is this like, what is this? Is like, are there like tiny human-like Godzillas being ready to like go? Is it the trapped whatever it's just fucking horrifying so and i looked this up and okay. i found a bunch of the concept art it's all um, horrifying lb you're just giving me nightmares but thank you I, love it. <laughs> I found the concept art and basically like yeah the tail has all these humanoid kind of skeleton things kind mm-hmm. of coming about like tra- starting to emerge from the tail but the blood coagulant has worked and Godzilla is frozen. So they're kind of frozen in the process of crawling out, which is disgusting and horrible. And I love it. Uh, but I looked up the, the concept art and there is concept art of what looks like a giant humanoid 
winged thing crawling out of something. Um, And I guess there were some earlier versions of the idea for this Godzilla where like the, instead of evolving, like morphing, Mm -hmm. like each Godzilla would emerge from like, it would like kind of molt or like emerge from the Ah, carcass of the previous Godzilla. Um, And also there's this line earlier where they're like, well, yeah, what if God, I mean, Godzilla could literally evolve to grow wings and fly to another continent. And this is like this winged giant humanoid, awful mannequin monster like it's very very <laughs> it's very um but yeah that i guess did not this was i guess would be the form after uh yeah if you thought this stuff like the concept art for this movie is fucking beautiful and disgusting and amazing and like a little giger a little like evangelion a little just a little a bad time of your own little bloodborne exactly like a boston bloodborne that's yeah. just animated dead bodies like it's like that's what that's what the tail kind of looked like to me immediately like on an immediate oh, read. super bloodborne yeah, yeah. totally yeah. <laughs> but i just thought this was really cool and i guess i'll check out more godzillas and none, they, none of them will have this much body horror and misery yeah. so i won't like them but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that he will make We should watch the first one at some point. Maybe okay. for another, for another uh, you love to see it, perhaps. But the first one yeah. is like, you know, I've seen parts of it. Not the whole thing front to front to back, but parts of it that are very promising, and very interesting. But I, lo- I truly love that it ends on this really horrific body horror note of like, don't don't think you're okay. It ain't okay. <laughs> like, this is not okay. This depression will come and eat you, just like Fernanda said. So on that uh, brilliant note, uh, I'm so glad we watched this. I really love this movie. I had a blast watching it and talking about it with y'all. And I know we got we to gotta go, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you all so much. This is a really fun discussion. So I'm just, uh, just grateful that I get to do this with you folks. It's a good time. Yeah. So glad that uh, our brains work in a similar way where we can all see it as mental health and be very excited about that observation. So fuck yeah. All right, everybody. So thank you so much uh, for watching with us. If you are continuing on with what is the weakness month slash creature feature month, we're going to be watching crawl. So another kind of lizard. Uh, I don't think quite as body horror necessarily, uh, but a giant alligator, I think maybe a pack. There might be more than one alligator in that. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. I have. To. It's it's alligators. It's alligators. Okay. Oh, plural. Okay. okay. Ooh, get ready. Multiple uh, foes in that one. I guess so. I'm very <laughs> excited about that. That's very very good. That's very cool. So yes, uh, as always on Thursday mornings, uh, it's at least uh, Eastern time. It's in the morning. Uh, we launch new episodes, and it's going to be crawl. If you're watching along. And that's what we have for you this week. We do hope you enjoyed your cinematic journey with us. Uh, Please do, if you have a moment, rate and review our podcast. It helps us so much and we appreciate it so much. You can tell a friend. You can listen to all of our great shows at fanbite.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram and TikTok at Fanbyte. And of course, on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our very good streams. We stream most days at this point on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you so much to Paul Giant Vape Clad Tamayo for producing uh, and also for giving us awesome trivia and awesome facts as we do our show. Much appreciated, Paul. So, LB, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at HunkTears and on fanbyte.com at fanbyte.com. <laughs> That's a good place to go. Uh, Fernanda, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at Nanda Prates underscore N-A-N-D-A-P-R-A-T-E-S. And also you can uh, listen to me talk about MMA in my other podcast, also here on Fanbyte called Best Camp of My Life. If you want to follow Paul, he is at Holly Mayo on Twitter, and I am at Danielle or I. Thank you all so, so much. Thanks for uh, being my, you know, fellow survivors in our little bunker here uh, as we're getting through Creature Future Month. And until next time, love to see it. (laughs) 